0: This is the 77 W.A.B.C. minicast. And now joining us to talk about this and the other huge news that just came down, that the U.S. Supreme Court will decide the Trump immunity claim, which does delay the January 6th trial. Uh, that's really interesting. This and so much more is the great legal expert there on Fox News. Greg Jarrett, who just wrote a great book, of course, The Constitution of the United States and other patriotic documents. Greg Jarrett, um, I want to get to Hunter Biden in a minute and what we just heard from John. We were all listening all at the same time to him. But this news that also just broke that the Supreme Court will now hear Trump's immunity case where he said, I shouldn't be held liable for January 6th and these other things. I was the president and I should be immune, and it would set up such a dangerous standard uh, if you go after presidents, especially sitting presidents.
1: Well, it's the right decision, and I think that the key difference from the early reluctance, I think, of the high court justices uh, to now taking the case was this immunity issue was raised also in the classified documents case against Trump in Florida. So you've got two federal Court cases, and I think uh, you know the justice said we have to resolve this once and for all. A completely different U.S. Supreme Court in the early 1980s said yes, a president does have immunity uh, from civil action, but they never decided criminal action. And so you know now, 40 years hence, Supreme Court is I think forced to do the right thing is it's our job to decide these, you know, matters, and we're going to do it. But I, I think it does effectively not just delay the Washington, D.C., Jack Smith uh, case against Trump, but his other case in Florida against Donald Trump.
0: Um, it, Greg, let me ask you, you brought up the civil case. Where did they rule on the civil case years ago? Because that's interesting, because you would think criminals uh, a different issue, but it could also be a precedent. Yeah, it was
1: Nixon versus Fitzgerald. And it was a case in which, uh, you know, an individual had sued uh, Richard Nixon uh, based on, you know, alleged damages. He asserted uh, this was after he left office. He asserted uh, presidential immunity. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you do have as long as your actions are within the outer perimeter of the duties of a uh, president of the United States. And that's the nearly identical argument that uh, you know Trump's lawyers I think are gonna be making before the U.S. Supreme Court. If you extend it to civil actions, you should extend it to criminal actions as long as the president is acting within the course and scope of his duties as president. And uh, Trump has a very good argument that that's what he was doing. He thought laws were being broken can uh, relevant to the election. Uh, he challenged it legally. Uh, and, you know, he's duty bound under the Constitution. That's his sworn oath to enforce all laws. So he's got an argument there.
0: You know, um, and we've heard from President Trump saying and his attorneys have said exactly sort of where you're going, Greg, where he's come out and said, listen, I was the president of the United States in the January 6th case. He's saying, I didn't feel that things were being done appropriately and that it's my duty as the president to make sure that elections are instituted appropriately to to be monitored appropriately. Even
1: if he's mistaken, that doesn't matter. Uh, A honest but mistaken belief uh, that he's acting within his duties provides protection. That's going to be Trump's lawyer's
0: argument. So, uh, uh, Greg, uh, we've got a question from Judge Weinberg here.
2: Greg, I think you have it exactly right. I agree with everything you said. And what I'm concerned about is a decision the other way penalizes and threatens every other president of the United States against a collateral attack after he's left office That's, or she's left office. That's a very, very big problem in terms of functioning of the White House and the presidency.
0: Yeah, how is another president? That's a great point, right. Judge, because how is another president going to be able to function if they're going to be worried about a lawsuit every time if they're acting in their duties, Greg? Well,
1: well Judge, as usual, you are right on the point. Oh, it Greg, don't say that.
0: A... we got to <laughs> deal with them in the studio as it big when you compliment them.
1: Ch- it has an immense chilling <laughs> effect on future presidents. Is every decision that a future president make uh, makes going to have to be run by a team of White House lawyers? Uh, Then nothing would ever happen. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you couldn't function. Exactly.
1: You know, a president is a unique position as chief executive, uh, commander of our forces, and you know he has to make decisions. Um, based on what he thinks is in the best interests of the United States. But if he has to worry about, uh, you know, being criminally accused by his political adversaries, again, that's a tremendous negative chilling effect.
0: Um, So we're just getting word now, Greg, um, you may be learning this as we are, that the Supreme Court is going to be hearing these arguments during the week of April 22nd. April 22nd, the highest court in the land is going to now be hearing oral arguments uh, on that case of Trump's claim of presidential immunity. What does this do to the timetable on the cases, and what does it do? And we're in the midst of a presidential election.
1: Well, I'm I'm reading what you're reading, and uh, the Associated Press says Uh, that the uh, Supreme Court will issue a decision no later than the end of June. And in the meantime, they've put a halt on all of the pre-trial negotiations and discussions that are going on in the Washington, D.C. case. So, uh, and look, (laughs) this case was already being rushed. Uh, So if you get a decision at the end of June, You still have to go through all of the pre-trial motions that both sides are are going to be uh, sending to the judge, Mm -hmm. the trial court judge. Decisions have to be made. A timetable has to be set. And that runs directly contrary to the longstanding Department of Justice opinion uh, and rule that you cannot take any legal action – uh, that will interfere in a presidential election. They 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 never wrote down what that what the timetable means, but it's often been considered minimum uh, ninety to one hundred and twenty days. So that's a problem for Jack Smith, Merrick Garland, and the Department of Justice. Can you squeeze in a trial in July, August, September? By then, it may be too late.
0: Yeah, you know, how is that not election interference? I mean, look at what they've done to President Trump in New York. Look at this enormous penalty, uh, the way they're handling this, and then to throw this, and right before an election, and if you're looking at, say, June, July is the Republican National Convention, I mean, we're already in the throes of the election. How is this not election? This seems so un-American, Greg.
1: The the judge would know this better than me, but I don't see any way to fast-track this with a decision by SCOTUS at the end of June. I, I, I don't think it can be done with all the pretrial motions exactly. that are going to be made.
2: Greg, that's exactly right. No because way. remember, you're talking about two cases. You're talking about the Dockman's case and you're talking about the January 6th case. And right. how is he supposed to defend himself and have due process to run two major felony cases in two different courts? It's absolutely ridiculous to do that. Plus, as you know, as as well as I do, the documents case is even more complicated given the fact the discovery and the classified documents allegedly there. That's a big deal to go through those documents.
1: Yeah, I've always said, and I said it the day the indictment was handed down, how in the world can you have a trial in which the jurors must review the documents themselves but don't have and will never get security clearance? Now, There is a statute, but it's a guideline for that. It's not a solution. And, you know, in a case like this, so heavy on top secret, national security classified documents, you know, I was always skeptical that that case could ever be tried.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Greg Jarrett, thank you so much for uh, going with the big breaking news here on thank Thank you terrific. Thank thank you. you very, very much. Greg Jarrett, we love you. We appreciate you.